Hello, 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 and welcome to the 11th Fantasy Football Forecast Podcast. Today's date is May 21st, and your hosts today are Owen, Jason, and Patrick. As always, we'll be going over the weekly NFL news, such as signings and some good news, excellent news even, for players coming off injuries. Then, we'll be spending the rest of the episode analyzing the biggest ADP steals, and for those who don't know, ADP means average draft position, and Patrick... Take it away with the weekly news. I liked your update from good news to excellent news. It was really uplifting. Mm -hmm. You know, really, really brought my spirits up today. No, I'm glad. I'm glad that that was the goal. Yeah, I was like, oh, only some good news for these players coming off injuries. How about some excellent news to really get my day going? Right off the bat, starting the episode strong with some excellent news. Actually, no. Are we? Bad news. Actually, if we look at this first bullet point. As we mentioned in weeks prior, yeah, weeks prior, we mentioned Jawan James, offensive tackle for the Broncos, tore his Achilles while practicing off campus, you know, just working out in his backyard, trying to get that practice in. Tore his Achilles, we were talking about, you know, all O-linemen are good, except when they're injured. That's me and Jason's new catchphrase. Very sad. But Broncos cut him, so not good news for an injured player there. Yeah. Not excellent news by any standards. He will be a free agent now. Probably won't get picked up because, you know, he tore his Achilles. But, you know, there's always next year. Juwan James. I mean, healthy Juwan James. He's finding a team. We just hope he comes back from the injury uh, his normal self. I mean, he did manage to get, a, like, 20-plus million for less than 100 snaps on the Broncos. So, good deal in yeah. three years. But uh, not so good for the Broncos. And uh, it's over for them now at this point. I mean, <laughs> are you selling off the whole Broncos hype train that you've been on? Because Jawan no, James got cut. Not at all. Jawan James hasn't yeah. been there in three years. He was, he was also injured. So exactly. like, we already knew he was injured. Now he's just cut. He's never been playing. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, you know, the experiment didn't work out. Deal was bad from the start. Completely worthless at this point. That's okay. Well, Jawan James, you know, you have some value in my heart. Jason's a little brutal. But Jawan James, I feel for you. He just got cut. His team. Just backstabbed him after he got injured trying to put in that extra Jason work. has no remorse, no remorse right now. That's okay. Hey, wow. Jawan, you want to talk? I, Come I'll, to Patrick. I'm listening not for Jason. You. Hey, you need to talk? Hit me up. Not a per- not a person for the players. I'm a person for the teams. Okay. Well, wow. Big stats man yeah, over here. Okay. Well, we don't have to talk about Jawan, just I'm here if you need me. Just, Wins first. Just call me up. Players only last just over a decade. All right. All right. Teams like, how about how about some excellent news? <laughs> yeah, let's move on to some the good news. news Jason's making injured me sad. QBs last season. Dak Prescott and Joe Burrow have both been cleared for the regular season. I saw that Dak's going to be back in time for training camp. Joe Burrow, all it said was he'll be there for week one. So I don't know about training camp. I would assume he'll be ready. That'll be fine. Yeah, but both coming off injuries, it's good to see that they're predicted to come back for the uh, both week one of the regular season. Dak obviously cleared for. Uh, off-season workouts, which is going to be great. Help him get back into the groove of things. I like it. Good yeah. news all around. You know, Dak actually getting a full training camp in with C.D. Lamb now, just raising his... Oh, yeah. His, uh, the C.D. Lamb high train continues. I, I'm a big fan. Just all the cow... Uh, well, not all the Cowboys receivers, because not Michael Gallup. No, but, yeah, no. C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper, for sure. I mean, yeah. I, I, as a Gallup guy myself, uh, yeah. I don't think he deserves the hype, so I'm not really that disappointed in him getting cut off the bandwagon. Not an awful option, but like compared to the other he's two, been, it been, is quite a disappointment. That's all right. Another big signing. Future QB of the New England Patriots, Brian Hoyer, been re-signed. Let's go. Let's go. We talked about Blake Bortles to the Packers last week. Now we have Brian Hoyer back re-signed with the Patriots. I mean, two franchise QBs coming back to the teams. This is huge. 
Hasn't he, like, re-signed eight times already? Yeah, probably. I don't know. He only signs one-year deals is basically what it seems like. Yeah. But probably doesn't make a difference. I mean, I don't know. They did. I believe when Cam was out, they started him over Stidham. So that and he did cost them the game against the Chiefs. Yes, he it was did. Surprisingly co- close he in the first half. He forgot to throw the ball or something. I forget what happened. He got sacked out of field goal range at no, the end of got, the half. He got sacked with no timeouts left. Yes. So, especially yeah. as a veteran player, I feel like you're supposed to have that high IQ. Brian it Ward was pushing like five seconds in the pocket too. Yeah. In all honesty, the Patriots should have won that game. I remember that because the defense was amazing, and Brian Hoyer just. But he really Lost showed it. up, and that's why they re-signed him for one more exactly, year. Exactly, yeah. Run it back, Brian Hoyer. Belichick really wants Hoyer back after his amazing experience. Yeah, I mean, now they got four QBs in the room. It's a little bit packed. <laughs> Definitely I assume not one a camp them, body. Yeah, one of them's not One of them's not coming back for the season. I would assume Brian Hoyer's last on the list. Jared Stidham could be traded to the Texans. Never know. Those Zoomers are out there flying. Well, Jared Stidham to the Texans. Does that mean Tyrod Taylor's going to spark another career in Jared Stidham? I don't That's going to be it. a comp, you got to have a competition in training camp at the back of Burrell at that point mm-hmm. then. It'd be a 50-50 battle. Davis Webb. All right, so watch no, out. Davis Webb. If, oh, no. it, oh, yeah, we yeah. did we did carry Mills. Yeah, we did cover their uh, their pick. Yeah. But if Jared Stidham comes in steals that second spot to Tyrod Taylor, he's the next MVP. Call it now. Mm. Tyrod Taylor sparked NFL careers, and we've already talked about that in the past. And lastly on this list, Tim Tebow has officially signed with the Jaguars as their new tight end. Love to see it. Great news. Definitely going to work out. Yeah, I, I'm not a not a T, Tim Tebow fan currently. As a tight end, I don't really see it working out. Didn't work out when they did it with the Jets. It'll work out all these years later after he's been out of the NFL. Yeah, I mean, he's that's not that makes sense. Bumming it down Early in single A, double A Mets baseball. I, I don't think it's gonna work out for him. What could go wrong? Hate to be a Tim Tebow hater, but I I'm just, no, I don't know if I'm a I'm a disbeliever. Maybe that's a better term to use. To use, I don't see this working out. Hope he succeeds, but he won't. He's also getting a lot of hate right now. I think a lot yeah. of people are hating that he's getting an opportunity before a couple other free agents that everyone thinks should be above him, which is uh, understandable. Yeah, I did. I was telling Jason the other day. I did see that Tim Tebow is next door neighbors to Urban Meyer, so that might have this something to do with I it. I mean, they were college coach and quarterback. So yeah, yeah. Uh, that is kind of the only reason why he's still around. He has the connections, which I guess you know that's what helps you out in the business world. Yeah, I don't know if his football skills are to back it up, but we'll see week one. We'll find out. Probably won't. He's probably going to get cut. Bold prediction. <sighs> uh, I feel like the publicity. I feel like they they keep it on publicity reasons. Maybe you know. I feel like that's a waste of a camp body. Put him on the practice squad. <laughs> that would be a story. Tim Tebow ripping it up in practice squad. <laughs> but yeah, uh, not exactly the biggest fan of Tim Tebow currently. And uh, that's a tight end for the Jaguars. But, you know, you'll see what happens. Jaguars are the the biggest question mark, as I always say. So you never know. Tim Tebow could be the next Gronk. No. No. <laughs> could be. I'm not, I, I don't think he will, but he could be. There's always a chance. No. I mean, no. I don't see it coming. There's not a chance at all. Could, Maybe he, like, nope. you know, takes, like, 10 years off. Like, just goes back in time 10 years and just becomes better. Maybe. Yeah. Then maybe he could be. I'm just saying. I'm saying that there is some. There's got to be some positives for the guy. I don't. I don't believe in him. Obviously. Hardest worker out there. 
That's, his, that that's his claim. Yeah. But that was his hardest worker as a QB. I don't know. Working as a tight end has got to be different. Uh, maybe his worth ethic will translate. But overall, uh, not the most confident in Tim Tebow. I don't think he's doing anything, going to be honest. Solid news. Good work, Patrick. Yeah. Just had to throw in the Tim Tebow at the end, you know. Uh, it's quite a popular one, yeah. Now we can move on to the main subject of today. Jason, would you like to announce it? We have our biggest fantasy ADP draft steals as of right now. Whoop, whoop. Obviously, you know, ADP's always changing whoop. throughout the uh, throughout the off season, so whoop, whoop. this is this is only the <laughs> the alarm that never ends. Are you go, Pat? The hype train is here. I'm ready for today. We oh really? Have I'm, our I'm bringing the energy today. We do have the current ADPs as of when this was recorded on the list, so you do know, you know, for reference, if their ADP does change, remember, you know, we're using this list based off of where they are now, not where they're going to end up. But our first player on the list will be a running back named Aaron Jones, who's currently being taken at pick thirteen point seven, so early pick in the second round. And uh, I mean, what are we doing? I mean, Aaron Jones what, what is a top five doing? running back. What are we doing? <laughs> He's a top five running back taken in the second round. That's a steal automatically. I, I don't get it. How is Aaron Jones in the second round? I There's, you know, the Aaron Rodgers rumors. Yeah, that has to be nope. it. The only thing that makes sense is people are freaking out about Aaron Rodgers, but I don't I don't get it. I don't think it's going to affect him. I think Rodgers stays. don't think Rodgers leaves. Yeah. Even if he does leave, Aaron Rodgers is still a first-round talent, fantasy-wise, so I don't see I don't see the scare. Yeah, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is for Aaron Jones. I think he's going to be a running back one no matter what. And Especially if, as we saw it, Jamal Williams was the receiving back. So it's gone. not yeah. yeah, it's not even as if like he was competing for the receiving yards. It was Jamal Williams basically had the receiving back yards from Aaron Rodgers. So QB play doesn't really affect him. Yeah, and even if like Rodgers does stay, that's just another reason for Aaron Jones to be even better. Yeah. Like Jamal Williams is gone. Doesn't matter if, you know, you pick five through twelve, Aaron Jones on the board, take him. No right. matter what. I mean, I think we might be overlooking one factor, one factor in the Packers' backfield. I don't think A.J. Dillon's going to be... Uh... <laughs> well, I mean, you said it, not me. Did you happen to bring up A.J. Dillon could be Patrick, scaring people out of the... You heavily, heavily implied it. I, I never said it. Jason brought it up. But now that you brought it up, I mean, oh, when no. you have him as a backup running back, you got to be scared. Jason, what, what did you jokes. start? <laughs> <laughs> he he said... He, he basically said it. I just... I mean, I, I didn't know. Uh, Jason said mm-hmm. the name. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't go out of my way to bring up A.J. Dillon or anything. You know? Honestly, we have not talked about A.J. Dillon. In... It's been a while. because it Patrick hasn't gone out of his way in a while. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, A.J. Dillon, not, not a threat. Oh, is he not going to threaten oh. Aaron you No, know, I, Aaron I Jones fully like... accept that A.J. Dillon is mm-hmm. a backup running back. That's... Not even He doesn't even wow. get that many carries. He's just, he's just kind of thrown in there. There was those, like, two games last year, though, that he went yeah. off. On the, on the playoff run, on the push mm-hmm. for the playoffs. But uh, that that's about it. He'll uh, get his chance soon enough. Uh, yeah. I hope so. Well, not, not while Aaron Jones two is year, there. I'll say yeah. in two years he'll get his, he'll get his turn. But uh, moving on now to our <laughs> second player on the list being A.J. Brown at 23.2. Yeah, we've, which, already, we've already yeah. hyped up A.J. Brown for a bit now. Yeah, last episode said potential to be the best receiver in the league. He's being taken second to last pick in the second round i mean if you got 
Like who, Dalvin. Who, are you, who are you taking above AJ Brown? Like is Julio still getting drafted above him? No, not even. Devontae Adams. Like who are like these oh. top receivers? DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, but like it's like if people just going for big names. Imagine like AJ Brown, Dalvin Cook, and AJ Brown on the same team. You could have the number one running back and wide receiver on on your team, and like instantly yeah. win your league. But AJ Brown, twenty three point two, big steal right there. He's uh. Definitely falling far right now, farther than he should be. I expect him. Realistically, he's not going to get much higher because like his situation's been the same all off season. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. I feel like he should be peaking. I feel like this should be the highest ADP he's had in a while, especially because situations yeah, not, are drastically improved. Nothing. Yeah, it's been the same for Brown. Like the draft didn't hurt him at all. Didn't mm-hmm. help him either. So I feel like the. You know, we waited on this episode to see where all the like draft effects are going to leave players, and he's right here at twenty three. So I don't see how he's still yeah. up here. I think, as you mentioned, the scariest part is that this could be someone that gets their first, second overall pick, gets one of those stud running backs, and their wide receiver one's AJ Brown. Yeah, like, how is that fair? How how are you just going to let someone get away with that? I don't understand <laughs> it. How are we letting that happen? But no, we've already mentioned his situation has drastically improved with Corey Davis leaving, Johnny Smith leaving, and I mean... Even Adam Humphreys has gone yeah, for those even, limited Yeah, catches. even if you want to say Adam Humphreys is taken away from him, like yeah, he's no. gone too. It's just such a great situation for him. I don't understand how he's getting picked end of second round. That Does not, makes no yeah, sense no. to me. He's got to be way higher. But then we go to a uh, next player on the list being a player I haven't mentioned in a while. Still love him. It's Keenan Allen at 31.5. You know, middle of the third round. And once again, I don't understand. I mean, Keenan Allen's situation last year, he was a top 10 wide receiver. And now people are like, he's still top 10. But mid third, it's a bit too low. Like mid to late third is not where Keenan Allen should be. I would take Keenan Allen. If I got Dalvin Cook, A.J. Brown, third round, I would take Keenan Allen right there at 26. I feel like this is and that th- this is too good of a team that we are allowing here. Exactly. I mean, this mock team that we've somehow just drawn <laughs> together is a little bit too good for just the first three rounds. Um, I mean, I feel like I feel like I, I kind of everyone knows Keenan Allen's always been drastically underrated his whole career. Well, not everyone knows that if he he is underrated. Yeah, but I feel like the but general like, yeah. consensus is that no one's ever respected him simply because he's been on the Chargers and like he had Phil Rivers thrown him. Because I feel like that was the story along with him. Actually, Patrick, I don't res- personally. I don't respect Keenan Allen because you don't I'm, respect Keenan Allen. I do not. I'm gonna oh, give you, I'm you, gonna were, give you, a you were going into no, a tough God. crowd, bud. You were I going like into that. a tough I'm aware. Don't need to worry about Owen drafting him but, now. Uh, no, trust me, I will never draft him because I think like four years ago he burned me, and I still. <laughs> This is why he got an so ACL sucks. injury four years ago, <laughs> you and you still hung up on it. You think it? I'm mad at o- OBJ because he tore his ACL last year? How is All... that his fault that he tore his ACL? Notice how I prefaced with, um, I know you're not going to like this, and it's not a... He prefaced with, I got burned by the guy that tore his ACL. Nobody listened to this. Okay, yeah. well... Oh, yeah, no, obviously. Hey, like, freedom of speech. Freedom of speech, we're just yeah. going to disrespect you. No, 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 no. Because it's bad. Definitely draft Keenan Allen. I'm just giving my personal experience uh-huh. with him and how I was personally attacked when he ended his, um, cur- his See, season. I think, yeah. I think the word attacked and burned are being used wrong. Yeah. You unfortunately, he unfortunately got injured. He did yes. not. Getting burned is like I drafted Kenyon Drake and Kenyon Drake was healthy the whole season and sucked. 
Yeah, that's sad. Getting burned's not when they get injured. That's just unlucky. I was going to even mention there was a two-year stretch where he was got season-ending injuries, and that's concerned me, but I'm still thinking he's a top-five wide receiver once again because I'm not an idiot. No, I full-heartedly believe that he's a top-five receiver. I'm just saying I will never draft him because of that, my uh, personal experience. Well, get more people <laughs> in your league that got burned, or okay. air quotes, burned, yeah. burned by yep. Keenan Allen on this his injury seasons and then this uh, is why he's such a steal everyone's getting burned <laughs> apparently everyone <laughs> had him that one season everyone had him four years everyone had him four years ago that's why he's so low high right now works yeah. for me i would love adam uh, keenan allen in the third round any day and uh someone who's right next to keenan allen at 31.9 being alan robinson is our next guy i mean you could say he, these guys are currently interchangeable keenan allen in my opinion would be a lot better though but mm-hmm. Allen Robinson went from, uh, oh, man, he's got a terrible quarterback. I don't know if I want to draft him to Justin Fields. All right, he's guaranteed top 10 again. And his ADP is still mid-third round, mid to late third round. Well, I think what we're seeing here is uh, obviously it might, might even be a decrease from the skill level that Andy Dalton brought to the table mm. down to Justin Fields' QB play. That's getting That's people why off. Falling. He had Andy Dalton, but now they want to start Justin Fields. Like, what is this? What are the Bears doing? So you're saying people are scared of Allen Robinson's elite game, game-changing ability because no, I, he has I, a rookie I'm just joking. I, yeah. Maybe in the podcast doesn't come across. I am uh, I'm an Andy, Andy Dalton uh, supporter just uh, just for the joke. He did get burned by their social media <laughs> team, but that's okay. QB1. Q, they did say QB1. I just feel bad for the guy. I, uh, no, Justin Fields, huge upgrade over Andy Dalton or... Whoever else they're throwing in at QB over the Nick past Foles. couple of years, yeah, Nick Foles, <laughs> Trubisky. There. I mean, yeah, I mean Justin Fields. I I believe in him, and I've mentioned before with like young QBs. I think they they got to find their one safe target, and then like their season is going to depend on their success with that target. I think Allen Robinson's going to be that guy for Justin Fields, more of like the just like Keenan Allen's that guy for yep for Herbert. For Herbert. Yep. yep. I mean, we talked about like. How Hopkins was the guy for Kyler, and then, you know, we'll see who Tua finds as his guy or Jalen Hurts. I think Justin Fields' guy has got to be Allen Robinson. He's by far the best oh, receiver 100%, on the team. 100%. Yeah. You mean a and top 10 wide receiver? In <laughs> no, the no, league? I mean, but like, That's not it, question. It's like the, the connection he has, the chemistry. You could, yeah. you could have chemistry with anyone, but I'm hoping if he has that relationship with Allen Robinson, his success is going to depend on Allen Robinson's. And Allen Robinson's is way, way too low 30, 31.9, 32. Yeah, I think we're all expecting an amazing season from Allen Robinson, so definitely pick him up. All right, but uh, number five guy on the list will be running back Antonio Gibson going at 34.7 currently, which, I mean, Antonio Gibson's being rated as a top 15 running back for most people, and he's still being taken late third round, which, I mean, if you're getting a running back two, late third round i don't understand how that's fair that's because like that you could be like if you get lucky and he falls all the way to 36 you could get aaron jones austin eckler and antonio gibson all on the same team for running backs i'm trying i'm trying to do the math here so antonio gibson is top five top 15 running back so in a world where we take 15 running backs and also 15 receivers we're at 30 he's still at 34.7 we take in four tight ends before him Throwing the quarterback. We get some well. quarterback, some early QB yeah. picks. Like the idiot's going to take QB in like the first round. How has he fallen to 35? I don't understand. Is he getting disrespected? Yeah, no. Exactly. He's, 
Especially for running back being more valuable than wide receiver exactly. to begin I, that's with. That's why like, I feel like top 15 running backs, I mean. They should be gone round two easily. Yeah, that's I, that was my initial thought. But it was like. And he's still here. so like He's there end of round three. So that's instant steal. That's for a sure. snag. He already produced extremely well for the football team last season as a rookie when they had no sustainability on the offense. Mm-hmm. And now they have an entirely new offense yeah. with new and quarterback. I've mentioned receivers. before, uh, football team had a good offseason. They did. They made yeah, some no. smart moves. So they I got see, an I see them improved in, O-line. Yeah, drastically so like, improving yeah. this year. And, you know, Fitzmagic just holding it down. Of course. You know, you can always rely on Fitzpatrick. <laughs> That's what he's done his whole career. But it's been reliable for sure. But it's, it's a shock that Gibson, who I feel like he was higher earlier. I remember watching him go in like late second rounders and now he's all the way down at the bottom of the third which i know i didn't we didn't prefer this we're using these off of espn's current draft predictions for like where players are going on their mock draft adps so this is what real life people are doing in the drafts antonio gibson's going 34.7 for real life users which makes no sense at all but we move on now to another oh. running back. Oh, no. oh yes. Oh, I'm, I'm getting excited. Oh, no. Uh, Would this happen to be the guy that Owen took in the first round last year? Yeah. And he was, oh, and what I a didn't... fall from grace this would be. <laughs> I did Hilaire all the way Was it 11th or 12th? It was 12th. It was 12th. And I want to just say, I still do not regret the decision. I saw. You, you don't I... regret the decision <laughs> that you took this man in the 12th overall pick. He was a rookie. Uh-huh. And no one knew what it was what to expect. Oh, it's not like wait, wait, wait. First it's not pick. like your first over first round pick is supposed to be a very consistent player you can rely on. Who won season. that league that year, Pat? I I that's not part of the conversation. Oh, I think, you won the league. Yeah, I know. It but, wasn't because of this guy. Oh, it's definitely if we're like, trying to teach people some smart drafting strategies, don't take the un unproven rookie with your first overall pick. Don't take a rookie at all. T- Jason, t- take take rookies, but take well, them yeah, at not a, a the reason. First round. Yeah. I took. I took. I don't look to rookies till round five. Which... I took a calculated risk, and it did not pay off. It's not calculated. <laughs> what, where is the calculation? No one held up a calculator. Nobody... He's like, I'll take Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Put the calculator back down. It's like <laughs> that was calculated. Yeah. Oh, it's not calculated. You literally said we don't know anything about this guy because he's a rookie, and then you said calculated. Made that decision. He watched LSU win the national championship. He's like, damn. I did. I <laughs> this did a guy's got to be good. Right. I did a good amount of research on him. I listened to some experts, and he had some promise. And if you remember the first couple of games, he did outstanding. But then they stopped. Against the Texans, the worst run defense in the league. He's still in the NFL. And it I, wasn't still, even that he's impressive. He's still in the NFL as a rookie, and he did amazing. It's not matter about the team. I feel like all rookies are still in the NFL. Yeah, you usually get cut after one season. <laughs> Yeah, but Clyde Edwards Hilaire, great guy. <laughs> <laughs> what, you met, you met him last week? <laughs> you know, just a solid guy, you I know, mean, really down to earth. All around great guy. Uh-huh. Um, you can have, like, um, excellent conversations with him. You would know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you yeah. called him up, like, yo, I trapped you in the first Call- round. What are you up to, bud? <laughs> hey, I was one of the very few uh, draft draft people that drafted him first round. Oh, so You should few. let him know. DM him. Oh, no, I did. That, that's what I'm getting at. Like, I oh, already called him. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. We, 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 we met. Yeah, we, in Kansas City out. or here? We met halfway. About <laughs> uh, <but laughs> halfway, wherever that is. Just, just halfway. It was just a good time. Mm-hmm. And... I know you don't want to get your emotions mixed up when when you pick players, but but you did, I did. Clyde was after you met you know you met his whole family. <laughs> I mean, your, his mom loved you. His parents yeah. were big fans. We went to Christmas dinner, Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and just everything. To be honest, 
Yeah, but do you want to talk about the statistics about Clyde? Uh, well, he's currently be taken at forty point nine, which is the uh, late fourth, which is a late fourth round pick. I think pick number eight or nine, give or take. So you know, he's a reliable running back too, and was a top five most consistent player out of all the running backs last year. So, as a running back too in the fourth round, you're going to be getting. Nothing but consistency with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He's not going to be winning you games because at the end of the day, he doesn't have that explosive ability, unlike the rest of the Chiefs offense, but he will consistently put up, put up numbers just because in the Chiefs offense, they always put up numbers. That is the one thing they can do, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire will always do that for you no matter what situation he's in. So it doesn't matter what he does, what who his opponent is, any of that. He's going to be a reliable, solid Decent amount of points that you can consistently rely on him week in and week out, which running back two, not much more you can ask for there. Yeah, I don't know how I feel. Um, I trash a no one for the take. I mean, he's not horrible. Well, yeah, imagine, oh, yeah. <laughs> but imagine if Owen took him in the fourth round instead of the first. He would not have lasted the fourth round. He would have been gone the second round immediately. And yeah. someone and, would have made a mistake doing it. And then you could have made fun of someone else, Owen. I simple. wouldn't have because I would have respected the decision. Uh, I, I would have respected that it. That is a lie. Lies. That is a lie. You would have been you know just what? like me you know and Jason. You would have trashed him. I actually take that back. Cly- if I did not pick Clyde Edwards up, I would not have won the league. So thank you, Clyde Edwards. What is that logic? Who who would you else you, you would oh, take? Oh, there were the first like three or five running backs taken after him all did better. You would have done better mm, if oh, you had you. if you didn't. What take running back Clyde. did uh, uh you get that you immediately traded to Patrick? Kenyon Drake was yeah, more. more than that. Dalvin Cook, right? No, it was, no, it was, it was both of them. Uh, Dalvin Cook, yeah, that like Kenyon bogus Drake. trade in the beginning of the season. <laughs> bogus trade. What do you mean bogus trade? You don't let us trade draft picks is all I have to say. <laughs> okay. I think uh, we we'll all save this controversy for another day. <laughs> yeah, okay. Off number, the podcast. Was it? Oh. Number seven on the list. Yeah, yeah. Mari Cooper. Yeah. 41.9. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not going to let this go, is he? <laughs> I don't care. We didn't break the rules. Yeah, no, you, you're a flawed system. But uh, Amari Cooper, 41.9. Uh, we've already said wide receiver one being taken fourth round. It's just getting no better sense. and better. Uh, players continue to fall, and the deals just get better as they go. Like Amari Cooper, potential top 10 wide receiver, being taken fourth round, along with players like Julio Jones. Obviously, Julio has potential, but Amari Cooper is a safer player, a more reliable player, and a higher ceiling than Julio, and they're going in the same spot. Not to mention, there are plenty of guys going before Amari Cooper who could... And immediately be like, wait, what? Like, there are some drafts. Kenny Galladay goes before Amari Cooper, and I do not understand that uh, at all. So the New York Giants fans must be hitting up the mock drafts pretty heavy. It, yeah, That's I know. basically what's happening. I'm watching this, and it's just like, oh, thank you, Amari Cooper, fourth round all day, because I'm getting a top ten wide receiver. It, I, it's that simple. He's been, he's been a top three wide receiver in the 16 game stretch with Dak Prescott when they're both healthy, and now Dak Prescott as you said, will be fully healthy for training mm-hmm. camp, let alone week one. Amari Cooper has been fully healthy for over a season. Both of these guys fully healthy combined to be two of the best players in the league, and they're going in the fourth round. I don't care about CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup being there. Dallas's offense, they didn't. Need, they barely addressed the defense. Like Micah Parsons going after linebacker, not a need defensively. Their defense is still horrible. 
So the offense will just continue to be as amazing as it was last year. Maybe a slight regression, but Amari Cooper will be a top 10 wide receiver, and he will be a steal for someone in the fourth round. Yeah, I trust in Dak. If Amari Cooper's left in the fourth round, that's going to be a shame. I think that's going to be disappointing. I, I hope he, he, he better get a boost to the ADP, because this is going to get unfair. If, he, if he's lur- lurking in that fourth round and... The mock team we've already put together these first couple rounds picks up Amari oh, yeah. Cooper. I don't know how we're. I don't know how this team's losing the game, but uh, I mean, yeah, that's probably unrealistic. But I mean, just the fact that he's currently at 40, 41.9, 42 for the ADP. I mean, that's that's criminal. Yeah, he's that is illegal. <laughs> that he's, that he's should not be that. allowed. And I don't I don't understand why he's so slow. I'm trying to think about it, like. Is it distrust in Dak? Are people concerned about Dak being injured? But, like, it just came out that he's going to be in training camp. Like, I don't understand that. A C.D. Lamb's not going to be that big of a threat. C.D. Lamb's going to be great, but I think they can both coexist. I don't see that being a negative for him. Michael Gallup, we've already mentioned, really isn't in the picture. He's he's basically done. He's just there. Wouldn't be surprised if he got traded. Yeah, I mean, I really think he's Zeke's there, but at the end of the day, Cooper's still a wide receiver one. Doesn't matter about your running back at Uh, that point. I don't get it. I don't get it. (laughs) Just take advantage of it. That simple. Yeah, I mean, if other people are going to leave him to the fourth round, I mean, scoop him up all day. I'd scoop him up third round. I mean, I'd scoop him out. (laughs) I'd scoop him out pretty early. (laughs) Yeah, no, top ten wide receiver. You got to take him when he's there. Mm -hmm. But we'll move on to our next player on the list being. Pick, whoa, whoa. Yeah, Patrick's personal favorite. Patrick's wide receiver. Robert Woods, pick 52.1. The consistent man, as he used to say, I Pat. I do call him Mr. Consistent back mm-hmm. in the day. That was and, before uh, I even knew him. I just picked him up. I mean, because I was he was. Like, he, yeah, he was He nice. was consistently good. And now he has a quarterback to play football with for a change, so I wonder how good it'll be this time. I mean, a consistent player, as we've already said, a top 20 player, and now he has a quarterback for the first time in his entire career. I think Robert Woods is primed to push for a top 10 season this year. I think, you know, pick 52.1 puts him just early fifth round, and he's got the ability to be top 10. At worst, top 20, no matter what. Robert Woods is going to be a steal. He should be. I think he will end up being Matt Stafford's favorite target instead of Cooper Cup, which, I mean, Cooper Cup himself is also a bit of a steal. He's not on the list because he's not quite at the same level they're being drafted around the same area and robert woods is most likely going to be better just because he's got that better scheme that fits matt stafford's style of style of play so robert woods should be the best receiver in this back in the outfield with instead of cooper cup meaning woods obviously better player so i think i would take robert woods at 52 as well i mean another player all of these guys i would take all of them in a heartbeat and it's just really simple that i don't understand how some guys like david montgomery josh jacobs are going so early when players like this are on the board yeah in all honesty i would much rather take a consistent consistent player over somebody that's going to have like josh jacobs last year he had amazing games yeah he was not consistent yet he was off the board what like 10th pick ninth yeah pick? he was a first round pick last he year. was 100 percent a first round pick not consistent though but any of these yeah. guys? Any of any of these guys, honestly, just consistent. And I don't think these are the first-round talents you're looking for, but I do agree with what you're saying, where I would rather all of these guys over the inconsistencies of you know Josh Jacobs' season. 
or the uh, the one week Sammy Sammy Watkins one week wonder one week wonder yeah one week Watkins always Watkins. is out there yeah I don't need to share my love for Rob Woods I've already uh, discussed oh, that enough we know <laughs> we've heard, Rob Woods guy we've wow. heard it I all. was trying to look at my phone but I I logged out of my Yahoo account I was trying to see like I drafted him probably third or fourth round last year and the fact that he's going lower. Like, that makes no sense. To I me. think I mean I can, I can get it. Give me I, got, I don't. I don't. I, 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 forget. I think it was fifth because I got Diggs in the fifth. No, nah, because I feel like I'd definitely be keeping Woods. Honestly, if I got him fifth round. Our, our league you, is fifth round um, below keeper. I'm looking mm-hmm. at you. I'm looking at the draft board right now. Patrick was pick nine last year. Yep. You had Chubbs, Tyreek Hill, Odell, and then Robert Woods fourth round. Fourth round. Yeah. So I got All him fourth right. round. He's got a better situation. You can get him lower on. I mean. Even if you reach him, it's not even reaching. But it's not. ADP-wise, reaching in that fourth yeah. round, steal. End of fourth round, steal. It doesn't matter when you get him. I would take him in that fourth round just to be make sure He's that there. no one no one else has taken him that early fifth, you know? All right, I'm just looking back at the draft, and I forgot, Jason. You drafted eight, like eight running backs. Yep. <laughs> I was, I was playing a game of darts. <laughs> he, no, he went... Running back, running back, wide receiver, running back, wide receiver, running back, running back, wide receiver, running back, running back. I immediately traded two of those running backs for a running back and a wide receiver. I'm aware. Before the season started. (laughs) Because, you know, it just seemed right for both of our teams at the time to make that that deal. Yep. And there's nothing else going on. But uh, we'll move on now to uh, (laughs) one of my players... Miles Gaskin. I love how we always change the conversation right now. Miles, this happens up. Well, we got to stay on it's subject. Miles Gaskin, okay? it's Miles this, we're not trying to. 57.9. We're not trying oh, to yeah. lie. This <laughs> episode is about the draft. Is this <laughs> episode about, about AD, controversial ADPs. draft trades? No. It's episode or about, like, about illegal draft trades. Right? Illegal. But no, please no. continue. Miles Gaskin, 57.9. We've talked about him day in, day out because he's amazing and he's still being disrespected. We're on the Miles Gaskin night trade. Yeah. Jason was the conductor. I hopped on. He's currently being taken in the fifth round, I'm and like a I'm, coach car. Honestly, I'm fully... try, if you can sway me, I'll hop on the, the hype train as well. No, you're well, like no, I'm not going to sway you because I'm taking him in the fourth round, and he's draft, he's currently projected at fifty-seven point nine. Yeah, for you the don't fifth. even get a chance. You don't. <laughs> oh, you okay. can't. You have like caboose, but like Jason's yeah. conductor. I'm coach train. You mm-hmm. caboose. You're a little bit late to the party. Maybe I don't want to no, join. You, you're not welcome. <laughs> so oh, don't worry okay. about it. <laughs> wow, the conductor's kicking me off already. Yeah, no. I mean, Miles Gaskin. He's going to be. He has the upside to be a top 10 running back. He performed as a top 10 running back last year throughout the season, and now he's being drafted fifth round. But like we've said it time and time again, Miles Gaskin will be a steal, and fifth round is a steal. I'm going to be taking him in the fourth round as Stephon Diggs, you know, that that top three wide receiver that uh, I got okay. is uh, my uh, keeper right. in the fifth. Okay. So I'm going Alrighty. to be drafting Gaskin fourth round. Where even if his ADP rises, I'll still be reaching for him most likely, and then you know at the end of the season flexing on how I got another steal. But uh, we move on now to a player who we haven't talked about in a while, and when we have, have been a bit against him. Oh, you mean the TikTok dancer? Uh, uh, yeah, he is known for a little bit more in his life than TikTok dancer. Juju Smith Schuster. Put some respect on my the, steal- the Steelers wide receiver yeah, who is also the TikTok dancer. His he co- has a TikTok account. Yeah. Okay. What he's he's to be, a professional though? NFL athlete first. Just because he's working on his side yeah. hustle. He's working on his brand after retirement. Just because he's being financially smart about his future own doesn't mean he's I don't, We, we talked about that for like a while. I defend Juju. Why should he not work in a personal brand? But I'm sorry, Jason. Yeah. We keep cutting you off. Juju Smith-Schuster, <laughs> his current ADP being 73.3. 
that is a seventh round pick right there. First pick in the seventh oh, round. Come on. And he is not a seventh round pick no. at all. Deontay Johnson has been getting all of the love from the Steelers wide receivers. And it was a pretty even split between Juju, Deontay, and Claypool last year. So I'm not sure why all of a sudden Deontay is expected to just explode, especially with the aging quarterback and allegedly new run game they have which i've already expressed a disdain towards that it's crazy when you don't when you don't draft the o-line in the first round you draft a new running back the running back's probably going to perform just about the same as the old one I don't now, know. he'll be better because you know he is better than connor but he's not going to be the top 10 player people expect it's crazy to me still though but juju he's currently going in the seventh round and he's played last year at the same level as Deontay Johnson, who's going in the fifth round. He was a wide receiver, too, for most of the season. It started to fall off towards the end, towards that wide receiver range, wide receiver three range. But at the end of the day, a wide receiver three in the seventh round, like, that is a steal to get. He's going to be one of the best wide receiver threes to begin with. And no matter what happens, the Steelers will be passing the ball a lot, even if they do have an improved run game somehow. They're going to throw the ball close to 40 times a game and three receivers can sustain in that offense claypool's already established himself he's boomer bust so when he's he's bust when he busts one week juju and deontay will have a great great game that week and then that's the week you want juju on your team that's when you want him to be in your starting lineup because at that point you know he's competing with only deontay johnson yeah if claypool's having an off week i mean it's really only a two-man two-man rotation on their passing game, which is really going to help him out. And yeah, so, I like his yeah. personal brand, Owen. I like that he's building a social media presence for post-retirement. Just because he's him. thinking smart and financially stable decisions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. He, uh, he is. Uh, I, I never said I was not a fan. You definitely were uh, against him. There were some implications that I was given off. I agree. Mm-hmm. But I just want to talk about Deontay Johnson real fast. That if Juju is competing with Deontay Johnson for like, number one touches obviously Deontay Johnson's not a reliable target he kind of proved that last year with the 20 drops yeah, I think drops, right? yeah he, he dropped he dropped the ball the most in the whole season the, the thought league. process is he's not going to do that again well, yes. and that'll make him a uh, reliable one assuming he fixed his hand problem then yes hand <laughs> I mean problem. I don't know how you want to say it like assuming he fixed that issue the in drop his, issue in his game. the drop issue stick him yeah. on the gloves mm-hmm then Juju has a problem. But if he did not, Juju is going to be passing Deontay Johnson, in my opinion. Bold claim. Seeing it's, as, it's bold, uh, yeah. Deontay Johnson's really got all the fans on him this year. Hey, he was on my team. I enjoyed him when he was there, but I don't think he'll, he'll pass to Juju. Uh, okay. Well, that's an interesting take, but uh, we ha- now have our next player on the list being... Another player we've not really shown a lot of love to being Brandon Cooks at 80.7. Another 7th round wide receiver who, I mean, we've already said it. He's the only guy there. He's got no competition. And to be fair, we've talked about it before. A.J. Brown's going to get a billion targets. And that's been a reason for him to be one of the best in the league. Brandon Cooks is going to get a bunch of targets. Definitely not as many. But why does that? Why are we keeping this as a negative for him? He's the only guy there. He's going to get the targets, and he's a consistent thousand-yard wide receiver. So I think he can do it again in the seventh round. I'll take the chance on Brandon Cooks as a wide receiver three. He can easily push to be a wide receiver two, and if he does, 
exceeds my expectations for sure. That's a great pick. I think we're also missing out the key factor of whatever QB is backing up Tyrod Taylor is going to exactly. have a hell of a career. <laughs> and it's really just going to, I mean, imagine Brandon Cooks with the next goat at QB behind him after Tyrod Taylor is done coach him up. Uh, no, I'm just joking. But yeah, Brandon Cooks, I believe his nickname is The Archer. I remember that from back in the day. That is true, yes. It's, it's quite the nickname. Pretty intimidating, you guys say. Um, yeah, only man there. Not, not a lot of competition for him. Regardless of who's QB, you got to throw the ball every once in a while, you know? Yeah, Brandon yeah. Cooks is going to catch it. Usually, usually he got some speed. You know, he's going to get those long, long-range long plays, and I think that's going to help him out. But, yeah, what do we, let, me, let me do some math. Is this eighth round? Yes. Yeah. No, seventh. Seventh. seventh round, seventh round. That's uh, that's way too late. I don't know. Seventh round, eighth pick. So yeah, good steal. Yeah, which is why why we're here today because it is a steal. But then we have a uh, next player who is eighth round, fourth pick, being running back Mike Davis, a player we've already mentioned before. Oh yes, Owen. I'll oh, keep going. Oh, okay, uh, a player we've already mentioned before. Uh, Mike Davis has been a reliable player, has shown the potential to be a great player in Carolina. Now, he did have bad games, yes, but now he's going to Atlanta. He's going to continue to be a workhorse in the backfield as Ido Smith was released, so he is really the only running back there. Not Ido. Yeah, exactly. They have no competition for Mike Davis. And to be fair... He has been rising a bit recently. I did see right before this episode started. He has been a bit on the rise. So 86.2, probably a bit low when this is released. But right now, definitely going to be a steal because he has the ability to be a running back two in the eighth round. And I expect him to be a running back two you're getting in the eighth round. His biggest weakness is the inconsistencies, which you're going to have to deal with that. But there will be games he puts up top 10 numbers. There will be games you wish you had him on the bench. That's just what he will do for your team. And at the end of the day, Mike Davis is going to have a good season, just an inconsistent one. Yeah, I don't think you can really complain when you're getting him that late into the draft. I mean, if you're getting him 7th, 8th round, I mean, what do you... Yeah, it's okay if you got to bench him some weeks, you know? Yeah. But if he comes in and he's producing those running back two numbers, just like even half of the season, I mean, that's still a steal. As long as you get that production at some point. If you don't get any production from him, I'd be a little worried. But you know it's going to come eventually. You just got to trust, trust in Mike Davis. You just got to ride it out. You got the strong Atlanta offense. They're going to put up numbers. You just got to hope it's to Mike Davis that week. You got to hope it's not through their passing attack. You know, maybe Julio leaves. Really thins out their offense. They only have Calvin Ridley <laughs> and uh, the new tight end, Snyder. Yeah, they only have all these weapons. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's tough competition for them because their passing attack is so high. But, I mean, I believe in Mike. Yeah. I'm but, a Mike fan. Yeah. Now we move on to another eighth-round player we have being James Robinson. Back on the list, he's... Uh, He's fallen from grace all the way down to 92.5. I was going to say, that is low for James Robinson. That is, it is quite a tumble for him all the way down. What round was he getting drafted in last year? 
Last year, he was an undrafted free agent, Owen, because no one no one knew who he was, so he didn't Never get mind. drafted last year. Never mind. So he he's higher than last year, but lower than... Easy go, he, and that's easy to be. Good for James. Unfortunately. I'm proud of you. He's going to have a much worse season as uh, Why we all know. Why would you say that about my boy James? I was so high on him earlier this offseason, yeah, and then we, Travis uh, Etienne we, shows we didn't up. didn't mention that. I was it was heartbreaking to see Travis Etienne show up on the Jaguars draft board that uh, draft that evening. Didn't seem necessary. It wasn't. But uh it's okay. To be fair, Robinson has shown to be a reliable running back and even with Etienne there, he's going to put up early on at least solid numbers and become a reliable force. I mean, they're trying to force Etienne into a role he's not by making him a like elite wide receiver, pass-catching, dual threat, which he has the ability to, but he, he's not that player. That's not what his role is. He's a running back first, and they're trying to force him into a much more, like, even farther than Christian McCaffrey-type receiving back, and it's just not going to work out. So Etienne's main offseason kind of being taken away, but that just means James Robinson has a chance to really contain his starting role and keep a lot of touches. Which, if he does keep those that workload, he's going to be a steal for a few weeks. And of course, end of the season, Etienne probably will take over. But you can trade him. So get Robinson, have early success, <laughs> find some idiot who's like, oh wow, James Robinson's oh, still going to be good. On. And then trade him. You got to go for the good old pump and dump, what they do with the stocks. You got to talk him up. Like, oh my God, James Robinson having an incredible season. You got you to gotta say, like, yo, still how good he did last year? He's doing it again this year. Sell him off. You gotta get whoever the whoever the person that didn't watch the draft up until the you know the end of the end of the first round and didn't see Etn get picked. They turned it off before the first round ended. Yeah, that's that's who you're selling James Robinson to at the end of the season. I attempted to do that with o- Odell. Odell was have this is pre-injury. Okay, I'm not the guy trying to scum someone <laughs> and trade him an injured paired player. This was when Odell even pre-injury Odell. Odell was like he had like. A super high, like a, in our league, seventy point game. Then he had a seven point game. Like it was super volatile. I was trying to sell him off after the seventy point game. Didn't work, but you know, it was a good attempt. You gotta, you gotta sell them at their highest points. But yeah, James Robinson is gonna be tough with Travis Etienne. But I mean, he's still proven to be a solid halfback in the league. I mean, he's gonna be able to produce, even though he's on you know limited touches comparatively to what he's been last year. That's you just, just trade that's just him right after he gets those good games. <laughs> he gets on like a 2-3 tear mm-hmm. early on, and then you send him to someone who thinks, oh, wow, he's going to be good again. It's that simple. That's what you got to do. But um, our next player, we have someone we love, someone we've unfortunately oh, yeah. seen get injured by the draft as well, being T. Higgins at 101.1 which is actually later than Tyler Boyd, who's 99.7. Not upset about it. Definitely not yeah, upset about it. I mean, it. If, you, if, you, if all you guys out there want to take Tyler Boyd over T. Higgins, I mean... Go right ahead. Have at it. Me and Mr. Yeah. Higgins will be chilling. I mean, last year we saw the Bengals support Boyd and Higgins to both be top 30 wide receivers. And now this year, I expect Chase and Higgins to be those two wide receivers. And Boyd's going to have a good season. But he's not going to be as good as Higgins, first off, so I don't know why you would draft Boyd first. Higgins is going to be the number two guy. And maybe Chase fails for the first early on in the season, 
Higgins will be the number one then. But the Bengals are going to throw the ball a lot. Once again, they're going to most likely be top five in passing percentage. So you know Higgins will be high on the list with that alone. And with that in mind, Higgins is going to get a lot of targets early on until J- until Jamar Chase can really break out. So with that, I mean, T. Higgins is poised to have a great season. We've seen Bengals, once again, I said it, support two top 30 wide receivers. Why can't they do it again? They're going to pass just as much as last year. And they just have different guys now. They have better guys. So Higgins is the wide receiver two to Chase's one. And he's going to be top 30, top 24 guy. He can finish wide receiver two. Going all the way at 101.1. Like eighth, ninth round. Why wouldn't you take that? Now there is the chance that Tyler Boyd and Chase becomes the, the duo. We're obviously pulling for Higgins. There is that chance. Maybe that's the only downside is that the Bengals, for some reason, like Boyd better than Higgins. And I think that's that's the only reason that Higgins ends up turning into more of a bust, is if he ends up being the odd man out in that third guy. No, not going to happen. Well, I okay. In him. I, we believe in him. It, it doesn't really, really matter if Joe Burrow and then all the Bengals coaching staff believes in him. You know, Higgins is a better outside receiver than Boyd, so unless they're going three wide all the time, Higgins will, will be taking those extra snaps. Yes. So, I, I, I would hope Higgins would also be there with Chase up at the one-two punch. But worst-case scenario, I'm saying Boyd comes in with Chase. Chase basically you know, replaces Higgins in the offense. That would be a bad pick. But also... I mean, we're in the triple digits. This is pick 101 he's predicted at. I mean, that risk is definitely worth taking at this level. At this point, there's really no downside. Exactly. I mean, because it's like, oh, if no, you, I end up, you end up cutting him, doesn't matter. Pick up someone from waivers. I mean, you can fill that spot pretty easily. Yeah. I'm not too upset about the downside here. That's what. I, that's all I got to put in there. Hot, very high upside if he's able to just be slide in there nicely if Chase just replaces Boyd. Only issue is if, you know, Boyd ends up overtaking Higgins here and it's just Boyd and Chase all the time don't see that happening though because Higgins passed Boyd as a rookie he's mm-hmm. just going to continue on his success I don't really see why people would think Boyd would take it take it back yeah like, I'm just saying that that would be the only downside is if somehow Chase basically just boots Higgins out but that's about it I I mean yes technically that could happen but um moving on now to pick 106.4 we have Melvin Gordon, which bit of an interesting one, seeing as this is a similar situation to James Robinson. Melvin Gordon, obviously. Javante Williams just joined him in the Denver backfield at early on in the second round. But the thing about Gordon that makes him a better steal than James Robinson isn't the talent, but it's the fact that last year, Gordon produced as a about top 20 running back depending on what league you were in, he could have been top 20, something he wasn't. But he was a top 20 running back with Philip Lindsay in the backfield taking snaps and being in a snap share between the two. Philip Lindsay's gone, and Javante Williams is in. There's not much of a difference. Javante Williams, obviously, end of the season, will take over and will become the workhorse back, especially going into the next year. But right now, Melvin Gordon is looking to have very similar low-end running back two, high-end running back three volume and production throughout the season, just like he did with Philip Lindsay. And being at pick 106.4, there's, as we said, no risk this late in the draft. Mm-hmm. So why not just take it? Why not just take him? He's got, he's 
going to produce wide uh, running back two or three numbers for you for at least like 10 to 12 weeks before there's even a chance that Williams has a, the ability to take over the entire backfield. And even then, Gordon's still going to have a, ro- a role in the offense. He's going to be there no matter what. He's going to have an impact. It's just a question of like, how long will he sustain it? And he probably won't have a complete role for playoffs. But once again, you can just trade him when he has a stretch of really good games. He's going to be a running back two, running back three for some team. And if you're getting him this late all the way at like the ninth ninth pick, you might as well. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned with the T. Higgins, this late in the draft, not much risk. Also, Melvin Gordon's proven himself. He's going to be able to, as Jason said, first yeah, first 12 weeks, first basically three quarters of the season. He's going to be the guaranteed production until there's a chance that Williams overtakes him. But I think he's basically a safe bet to have average production for that first, you know, half to first three quarters of the season. I think that's basically locked in for him. Especially with, you know, even improved QB, QB play from Teddy Bridgewater mm-hmm. instead of Drew Locke. Or whatever stud that mm. uh, the Denver Broncos bring in as Jason is, is still on the hype train. Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson, one of them will be good, assuming, you know, Watson is clear. Yeah. But um, moving on to our next player being a 10th round talent, allegedly, at Tenth pick 113, Jalen Hurts. Which that's low. Yeah. That is a low. A top ten fantasy quarterback in the tenth round. My type of player right there. That's mm-hmm. a, those are the quarterbacks I look to. And uh Jalen Hurts is one yeah. of two quarterbacks on the entire I think list. we mentioned it. Me and Jason and I guess Owen also joins us. We basically compete who can take a QB last. Usually we last until like eight, nine, ten rounds is usually when we pick up our first QB. I mean, if Jalen Hurts is sitting there in the tenth round, I'm I'm outlasting you guys. I'm I'm waiting for him. If Jalen Hurts is in the tenth round, I'm leaving the competition and taking him right then. No, okay. Well, I don't care because Jalen Hurts is going to be a great pick at that point. I mean, mm-hmm. I was against him because when I watched him play, he wasn't a good player. Yeah, he's not the greatest NFL player, but there's a difference with the fantasy stats. I will agree. So, I do not. I do not. Well, I don't know if I don't like him, but he hasn't proven himself to me NFL wise. If you're oh, watching football, no, I'm not very encouraged by his play. But he puts up the fantasy numbers. Yeah. And that's all we really care about right that's now. That's why I like him even better. Mm-hmm. Because his play in yes. the NFL is yep. not good. People aren't and really want to draft him. Yep. People aren't gonna want to draft him like, simply because they see him watch they watch him. He's not the greatest on TV. When he's not playing well on in real life and he still puts up numbers, mm-hmm. if he starts to play well in real life, his numbers are just gonna be even better. Yeah. He has the if he like becomes a competent real life NFL quarterback, he has the ability to be a top five fantasy quarterback. And you're getting him in the 10th round. So he has great numbers to begin with. And the ability to just improve as he improves in real life. There's no reason not to take a shot on Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I guess, I guess at this point, for us, this would be our first QB. I mean, so there's always a chance. If you're taking a QB, like that 8th through 10th round anyways, you're not you're not expecting a solid, you know, top five QB anyways. And if he ha- Jalen Hurts has that potential, worst downside, I mean, take another QB in round 12. I mean, you got rounds to draft QBs later on. I mean, yeah, uh, as we mentioned, not not the, not the our favorite NFL player, but fantasy-wise, I think that almost, I was talking about, it almost helps his value that he's not good. Or not, not you know, not good. But like he hasn't really proven himself NFL-wise. He's nothing special to see. 
Because if like the average person is watching NFL, they're gonna assume he's bad at fantasy. But if you have that knowledge that you know he's gonna be good in fantasy regardless of his NFL play, that just gives you another advantage of people are gonna pass in Jalen Hurts because all they do is watch him on, you know, watching on the Eagles, which is the NFC East is a great division of football to watch. And yeah, I mean, he's gonna be able to produce in fantasy regardless of his actual NFL output, which I think really helps his value here. Yeah, no, he's going to be a starting caliber quarterback mm-hmm. and he's being taken in the tenth round. Yeah. I'll take it all day. But we move on now to our next player being wide receiver Cole Beasley at one twenty nine point one. All the way in not the eleventh, but the twelfth round. He falls all the way to the twelfth round for wait, no, no, it is actually the eleventh, just short of the twelfth. My bad. Uh <laughs> But Cole Beasley was yeah, he a, had our hopes up. Yeah, he was a top thirty wide receiver last year, and he's now in the eleventh round. The only difference is John Brown left, and Emmanuel Sanders joined the roster. Oh, Emmanuel Sanders, a real threat at his age. Yeah, to, I don't see how Cole Beasley still being like so far down on these lists right now. I mean, eleventh round. I know. He was playing with an injury all last year, too. He literally had a broken leg and was playing in the playoffs and still produced at that high level. Emmanuel Sanders is 34, for anyone wondering. I just mm. looked that up. He's not exactly the, yeah. the the young buck, some would say. I mean, I know, especially Emmanuel Sanders, I feel like, is another good sign for Cole Beasley because that means the Bills don't exactly trust Gabriel Davis, who is their mm-hmm. young guy. And if they don't trust him and Emmanuel Sanders wins that job, Cole Beasley's the locked-in number two guy for Josh Allen. The run game, it's yeah. like we don't know what's going on there to begin with. Cole Beasley has another chance to be a top 30 wide receiver back-to-back years, 11th round. I mean, I'll take Cole Beasley and Stephon Diggs. Yeah, I don't understand the negatives of Cole Beasley. I guess maybe people think that maybe Josh Allen blew onto the, like, came onto the scene and then they, they might send some regression for Josh Allen. I personally don't see any regression coming. I just think they don't understand that he was so good last year. They just maybe that. Underrated. I mean, he's not exactly the the biggest name that people would be looking out for when they're just generally scoping around the league. So he could be overlooked by some, maybe. But yeah, I mean, Josh Allen really came on, proved himself as a great QB. If he's the number one two off, number two option in that offense, I mean, eleventh round <laughs> pick. I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah, no, I'll that's take that. that's unfair. I mean. Our mock team that was racking it up oh, in the man. earlier rounds, getting him in the eleventh round. I mean, I'm just saying that that seems against the rules. That that should not happen. That's a steal and a half, no matter what. Mm-hmm. But that is what this is all about. And uh, now we do move on to player who would be in the eleventh round, being Damian Harris at one thirty eight point four. And uh, the thing I like about Damian Harris so much is that he was a high-end running back three last year on the Patriots team, that was terrible. Mm-hmm. Now the Patriots team is good, and he still, as the season went on, took over more and more of that backfield, and they don't seem to be improving the backfield by much. They did bring in the a rookie, Ramondre Stevenson, mm-hmm. but end of the day, they always retrofit their rookies. I'm not worried. Yeah. Damian Harris was taking over the backfield more and more last year, I think he'll continue that and take over it completely this year and be one of the first like true like running back ones the Patriots have had in a long time. And as the team improves as a whole, it's just going to be better and better for Damian Harris. 
there will be games where he will be in your starting lineup just because he is that good. And you're getting him all the way here at 138.4. Another player that is just being heavily underrated and is going to be a steal for you. Yeah, I don't. I think personally he's obviously the best running back in the Patriots. I mean, he's the one that's at least impressed himself most to me. I'm looking at I think Sony Michelle's on his way out, personally. I think Sony Michelle Yep. Sony Michelle had a good run, but then Damian Harris just they drafted Damian Harris, he took over. Um obviously the rookie hasn't proven himself. JJ Taylor had some nice spurts sometimes, but I mean hasn't really proved himself longevity. They still have James White. Mm, yeah. I mean, technically. Pass catcher. He's solely a pass catcher, really. I think that means Damian Harris to have it. I'm looking at a list here, too. They have Brandon Bolden. That's quite the name. Wow, the special teams he, captain. He is still there on the list as a running back, which I guess affects everything. But they have six running backs on this list I'm naming. Not too threatened by Brandon Bolden. Not threatened by James White, except receiving yards. Sony Michelle, I think, is on the way out. Uh, Stevenson's the rookie. And then J.J. Taylor has potential. The undrafted free agent. Yeah. So the only one that's proven and has, you know, been shown some massive respect from the Patriots as of late is Damian Harris. And as we mentioned, that improved offense from the Patriots, I think, only benefits him as a rusher, really. Yeah, he's just going to be on the field more, really. Yeah, and he's going to be closer to the goal line. You know, he's not going to be far distance. If they're, if they're improved the passing game, they're going to be able to get to the goal-to-go downs, and he's going to be able to get some up-close rushing touchdowns in the red zone. Hopefully Cam Newton doesn't take those ones. Yes, that is another negative we should bring up. Cam Newton's rushing in the end zone is an issue, especially the way the Patriots scheme it. They kind of, you know, they basically do. force they Cam, Newton Cam Newton to just throw in there. But, I mean, run it down there. But, I mean... He's not going to score every time. Eventually, they're yeah. going to have to get him. So maybe that is one negative, is Cam Newton in the in the red zone as a rushing threat. But that's really it. I think otherwise, he's uh, their obvious number one. And what are we getting them? 12th round? Good good deal. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a big steal. Um, but now we move on to our first and only rookie on this list, being Trey Sermon at 147.3 for the 49ers, which bit of a stretch on this one seeing as he's definitely got a lot of question marks around him but he made the list because the 49ers this is the highest running back that Kyle Shanahan has ever drafted meaning he was drafted in the third round and every single 49er running back we've seen has always succeeded so I think that Raheem Mostert who's already been injury prone never had a healthy season in his career once he goes down I expect Trey Sermon to take the backfield and run with it for the rest of the season and then the rest of his career. Trey Sermon is going to be taking over that backfield because Kyle Shanahan has invested the most draft capital he ever has in any running back on this guy. And the second he gets the starting role, he's going to keep it for the rest of the season. And the rest of the season means not early on, not the first few weeks, but the end of the season for playoffs, meaning he could be that final push you need to really win the league, really just finally take over that last second at the end. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the potential later on, this is more of like a timing thing. Don't expect much early on, as Jason has uh, mentioned. Really look for more, I would think more, you draft him late, stash him in your lineup for later on if you're making a late playoff push. I mean, you could risk 
you could risk letting him go undrafted, but I mean, you gotta play, that's a game to play with the waivers. To you, you gotta you know you gotta see if someone else is gonna pick him up before you. That's a that's a game I don't want to play, especially if he has this so much potential and coming playoff implications. So it's more of a, a draft and stash to me. You're basically losing a bench spot for the first you know bit of the season. But I mean, once he comes up and he uh, he controls the job, I think that's really gonna help him out. Yeah, but now we move on to our final five players. The first one being Darnell Mooney, another player we love here. Mostly, I mm-hmm. love him. I'm saying we. I'm not really sure how the rest of the room feels, but I know I love him, so I'm a that's fan. what matters. I'm not as big a fan as Jason. Nope. But uh, no I, I am a, I'm a supporter. How about yeah. that? I'm a supporter. He's currently going at 155.7 and uh, has started to see a lot of love from people uh, as the play he absolutely burnt Jalen Ramsey on has really made it big on the internet recently. So it's unfortunate to see other people starting to recognize him as well, but also good because I want to see him succeed. Oh, how, how kind hearted I know. of you. I wish he, what, what I wish, nice guy. I wish people would see it after I drafted him, though. So, like, yeah, I what about like post draft? Yeah, what if, about like if day then, after the draft? That, that would be a great time for him to really blow up because, like, then, you know, I'm getting all the benefits and he's still getting success as well. Mm-hmm. But Darnell Looney, we've already said it before is going to be a great steal for whoever gets him late in this draft. All the way, 155.7. You could argue undrafted at this point for these guys, depending on how long your drafts are. So it really doesn't matter at this point because ADP, all of them are basically undrafted. Darnell Mooney will be a steal for you, though, simply because he's going so late and the Bears' offense is heavily underrated right now. Justin Fields, everyone is saying, oh, wow, steal of the draft. What a great pick. Or for some people, Justin Fields is terrible. Don't know why people think that, but they do. You know, good for them. Maybe there's a lot of other Andy Dalton fans. (laughs) Maybe. but um, I need to keep on clarifying. I'm not an Andy Dalton fan. (laughs) Either way, uh, Darnell Mooney and the entire Bears offense is going to get an elevated game once Justin Fields comes in. And you want him on your roster for that point. He's a wide receiver, too. If Allen Robinson is getting double teamed or if Allen Robinson's being taken out of the game by a defense, Darnell Mooney instantly becomes the focal point of that offense. He is underrated to begin with. He's a strong wide receiver, too. He has a case to be a breakout candidate this year, as we said last week. And he realistically, at worst, will be a wide receiver three for you. You're going to be getting basically undrafted. Yeah, I mean, I think we've talked about him before. I think his, 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 uh, he is critically, I mean, criminally almost. I'll say criminally underrated. I like it. No, not no one really pays attention to him, which is the issue. Jason's brought uh, brought my attention to him, and I really thank him for that. His Dharma movie's really been showing out with uh, not a lot of not a lot of shine on him. You know, not the spotlight has not been on him. Draft day, you can of course look away again. Patrick. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I'll turn a blind yeah. eye. I'll forget you ever told me about Darno Mooney. But, I mean, he has the potential. I mean, we talked about Darno movie enough, I feel like. I mean, it's just, it depends. Yeah, I guess maybe that's the difference. Do you risk him going undrafted and picking him up? I don't see anyone actually picking him up, going to be honest. I don't know if he's... Not many people know him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You could almost just, like, you know, try to risk it. But, I mean, also then, what's the difference (coughs) between taking him in the 16th round versus, or 16th round, last, last round, or, like, picking him up? Really, what difference does that make for your, your roster? Maybe if you're a keep your keeper league, I mean that's yeah. really it. Though. Whatever, whatever way you want to finesse it, I don't see him getting picked up if he goes undrafted, anyways. 
So I think you got, you're safe either way, really. But now we move on. At this point, ADP, we're just going to leave undrafted, basically. But we'll mention, anyways, Zach Moss, 158.7. Another player, last episode we said breakout candidate because, as we mentioned, Bill's running back. They didn't bring in anyone new, even though that was one of their biggest needs. That means that they trust someone in their backfield. As we saw last year, Zach Moss got more and more carries as the season went on, so safe to assume that if they trust anyone, it's got to be him. So if he's getting more and more carries, he'll continue to get more and more carries this season, and eventually he could get he could just take over the backfield completely, become a decent, solid running back too. He doesn't have the best receiving abilities, which really caps his, his, uh, caps his value, but at the end of the day, these players, there is no value anymore. It's just who's going to get me the most points, who might be a legitimate steal late in the draft, who can like really break out. And Zach Moss, he's a perfect candidate for that. Clearly, the Bills trust somebody. Why can't it be him? If he gets just a couple catches and then pushes 20 carries a game, that would be incredible for him to end the season on. And that could be, that will be a running back three number. And depending on what he does with those carries, he could push for running back two from week to week. Yeah, I mean, we talk about Zach Moss a lot. I really like his uh, production he has. Obviously, he hasn't proven to be the greatest NFL running back in the world by any standards. But as we mentioned here, we're this late into the draft, could be potentially un- undrafted. I mean, whatever production he's getting, you know, in the Bills' backfield is going to be a positive for you. And this late on... I mean, he's getting pretty heavily disrespected, which I think rightfully show he hasn't really proven himself to be that great of a running back. But, I mean, sometimes you just got to turn a shoulder to the disrespect and pick him up, you know, give, give him a chance on your team, basically, is all, all we're asking for you today. Give Zach Moss a chance. I agree with that message. That's but, our new slogan. Actually, no, I don't no. like Zach Moss that not, that much. Yeah, no, not not our slogan. But um, <laughs> we'll now move on to our tight end. I think this might be our only tight end, actually. And he's returning from last episode. Tyler Higby at 164.4 is our next player on the list. Oh, no, not not only tight end. Our next player is also a tight end. Ah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tyler Higby is currently going at 164.4. As we mentioned last week, we'll quickly run through it again. He was, you know, a great player to get. Kind of a steal. She's going to be a steal because... Matt Stafford showed TJ Hawkinson. He likes his tight ends. His tight ends succeed with him. It's going to be a good pickup no matter what. Tyler Higby's going to be a good option to get. And if you get him last pick, undrafted, doesn't matter. He can produce. He's going to try and push for those tight end one numbers. Worst case scenario, as we've said, maybe a tight end. Two. That's worst case scenario. Yeah. As we mentioned before, I mean, we've already talked about enough about Tyler Higby. How we assume there's a big uh, big increase in his production coming up, especially with new QB play. I really look forward to uh, seeing his success this season. And, I mean, not a lot of not a lot of risk here taken at the end or, like, the undrafted rounds. So, I mean, I think he's a nice player to pick. Yeah. Next, you know, quick yeah, honorable yeah. mention. Jason Jason, uh, uh, Jason did say Tyler Higby was the only tight end. He obviously forgot I, about I did Tim lie. Tebow. Tim Tebow at 167.6. Just wanted to mention that 
his ADPs above the next two players we have. Yeah, that that, is, that was that really is it. Sad. That was just a note I wanted to have. I didn't really want to. I talk would not about say him. he's a fantasy draft steal. If anyone was wondering. Yeah, no, I, me I neither. Would not take him. He wasn't on the list. He was just a he was just a note <laughs> I wrote down. Um, but our next player is uh, Cam Newton at one sixty eight point five, being drafted later than Tim Tebow. I mean, yes. that's got to be just the mock draft memes. That's got to yeah. be a joke, right? I would hope so, but. I mean, we've mentioned Cam Newton, similar situation as we mentioned with Jalen Hurts. Not the greatest NFL QB, but he's been able to produce, you know, fantasy numbers. I mean, I, I didn't check. Do you know how good Cam Newton did last season? I mean, he was good fantasy QB last year. Yeah, he was a top 15 Even, quarterback. Yeah, like not a good, not a great well, yeah, NFL no. player, but similar as we were mentioning with Jalen Hurts as well, I was saying... He was able to put up fantasy numbers even though he wasn't playing the best NFL-wise. Yeah, he was top 15 quarterback. Mm-hmm. He had no receivers. And now he has receivers, meaning that top 15 should go top 12 yeah. maybe. Starting caliber quarterback, undrafted. We've also mentioned we don't see Mac Jones starting as a threat. We well, yeah, do not no. believe Mac Jones Damian Harris playing. was redshirted. He yeah. was a running back. Mac Jones plays quarterback. There is no chance he's playing. Yeah. Brian Hoyer will Brian play before Hoyer. him. That Brian Hoare also not a threat, as we mentioned in the Daily News today. Yeah, he's going to get cut. So. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, Cam Newton, as we've said before, could be a quarterback one that you're just getting for free. And now we'll move on to our last player, being another player we've mentioned last week, in Gabe Davis at 169.9, which last basically last pick in the draft for ESPN at that point, you yeah, know. I don't know how late they're going with these ADPs. When do they stop? Uh, I saw most of them. I don't. I didn't think I saw one past one seventy. So I think that is the oh, last yeah. pick possible. But so one sixty nine point nine is basically there. <laughs> Not quite though. Someone <laughs> took him before one seventy. Oh, <laughs> how nice of them. Uh, someone believe. I think it could have been me because I did do it before uh-huh. in one of my mock drafts. I've taken Gabe Davis in the last round before the last pick so Gabe Davis though I think will be as we said breakout candidate that obviously leads to draft steals when he's literally the last pick in the draft yeah I mean it's that simple you're competing with Emmanuel Sanders 34 year old you win that job and then all of a sudden you're competing with Cole Beasley for wide receiver two numbers if he does that and he succeeds because Cole Beasley is slightly older Cole Beasley, 32, meaning Gabe Davis, the 24, 25-year-old, can really break out, and then all of a sudden, he can be pushing and going with Stephon Diggs as a true wide receiver, too. Probably wide receiver three for fantasy, realistically, but potential to be wide receiver two. Yeah. I mean, no risk this late in the draft. And, I mean, if you're getting him a whole 10 picks above his ADP in that last round. I mean, come on. You got to take that. Come on. What a steal. I mean, I'm just joking with Jason. But, yeah, he has the potential, as we mentioned. I mean, similar to Cole Beasley, I think, you know, Emmanuel Sanders, not really a threat fantasy-wise. I mean, they're really all competing for who's going to be the second or third receiver in the offense. And that's really all they're going after. I mean, he has the potential. Not very well known, I would say, to the general public. So you can just kind of pick him up. If everyone else is drafting, like, you know, a kicker, a backup kicker, like a a third-string uh, team defense, whatever they're doing in the last pick, just joking around, I mean, take Gabe Davis. I feel like that's a legitimate pick you can make there in that last round. He's going to have potential. 
It might as well, yeah. No. Better than taking, you know, I don't know, people you taking a backup kicker, backup defense. Yeah. Think about that. That you they're playing there out their still, bye weeks there are for still their kickers, you know. Yeah, the, uh, players who are the people who take defenses in the eighth and seventh. They rounds. do try to fill out the starting lineup first. I feel yeah. like you should try to get in the league. Don't do that. that people. Yeah. You you should try to be the only person that doesn't do that in the league and take advantage. That should be your goal in life. Those are the those are the people who lose their leagues. And and uh, don't make the playoffs at all. So don't be them. But their starting lineup was filled out nice and early, though. They, they do get those high draft grades they because do. they got the the best starting lineup. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you're you're going to beat them. All right. You know what I think? I think it's time for the quiz. Have not had one of those in what like two episodes. It's been a it's been a minute. Yeah, yeah it's been it's been twenty five minutes. I'll I'll check for you real quick. We we did end off. Uh, um, it's been it's been three episodes so, without a quiz. Wow. Now this is that the one. That is tragic. Well, um, Patrick, strong. I hate to break it to you. Uh-huh. I don't think you're winning. What was yeah. I supposed to win? Yeah, I mean, do you mean this quiz or like in total? Oh no no, I mean total. Yeah. Okay. Oh so yeah, it's not a three. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm down. Three. I thought you meant today. I was yeah. like, no, I was no, like, no, no, is no. one on my side for once? Oh, is he no, making the right decision? Hundred percent not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, unbiased I wanna, quiz. Judge, I don't worry. Make sure that that's certain that everyone knows that mm-hmm. I am on Patrick's side, but I am giving unbiased questions. So oh, disappointing. I feel I like that really doesn't make sense. Biased. <laughs> yeah. So we all know the rules, of course. Um, I'm gonna start with number one. Mm-hmm. You guys ready? Get your hands ready for the knock. Oh, my hands all warmed ready. up. All right. Do my stretches. stretches. Do little arm circles forward. Arm, arm circles, circles back. back. Some wrist motions. That's good. All right. I'm locked in. Oh, How yeah. many oh, questions on the quiz today? There's five questions, and if a bonus is needed, there's one. Mm, okay. Yes. All I'm right. Ready. Question one Did Cam Newton have more passing yards? Oh, by the way, this question requires, like, you know, the first hit. There's only, there's only oh, one person okay. can answer this. Did Cam Newton have more passing yards than Joe Burrow, even though Burrow played 10 games and Newton played 15? Big. I'm going to go with no. Are you okay on um, <laughs> Are you okay on Cam Newton had less yards is what I'm saying. Can you? That would be correct, yes. Okay. Yeah, my, my question. Yeah, I, I, I like worded the question. Have asked the yeah, question. that was a bit obvious. <laughs> you wouldn't have asked the question. You're like, even though Burrow only played ten games, like, you don't ask that question if the answer's not Burrow. Well, you know, that's one to zero right now. Right All right. <laughs> I don't know why you paused for so long too. That was weird. Anyways. No, because I the, I really the answer was wrong. wrong. I wrote the answer wrong. Yeah, no, which that, that was, was a mistake. Um, okay, number two. Who has a faster 40-yard dash? Oh, <laughs> oh, no. Jason, do you watch the combine? Occasionally. Okay, I've never watched the combine before, so this is not going to be good for All me. Right. It's Zach... John Rosh on the list. That's the one I know. No, but uh, <sighs> Zach Mosses okay. or Josh Allen. I'm aware Allen is not oh. on the list that we talked about, but I have to add him because it's Josh Allen, and I really like Josh Allen. I probably should have knocked in there. Huh? I'm going to feel like you wouldn't you have mentioned it once again if Josh <laughs> yeah, Allen didn't no. win. So, Josh Allen. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I probably should have knocked in on that. This is not, this is not an NFL trivia game. This is just outsmarting Owen game. That's how I'm going to win. Josh Allen ran like 4.63 and Moss oh, ran a 4.65. I, mean, I, I know nothing about 40 times, but I feel like 
if 4.2 is the record, right? 4.22. Yeah, yeah, 4.6 for a QB ain't bad. Especially a big bo- a big QB like Josh Allen. A Zeus-like QB, some would <laughs> Zeus, say. yes. Lightning quick. All right, the next question. How many receptions did Aaron Jones have in the 2020 NFL Is season? This a number? Yes. 20, 35, 40, 47. I mean, okay, Patrick. 40. No. Okay. <laughs> you just yeah. no. <laughs> no. I was doing, I, when I asked is a number, I thought we were just going to have to uh, guess and whoever huh. was closer. But yeah. All right. Well, uh, 20, what were the numbers? 20, 35, 40, 47. Patrick already said 40, which is very much incorrect. So it was very name. much incorrect. I'm joking. That it was it was, just, it was one of the four choices. Yeah, it was just I'm just gonna rip a four. I mean, I'm not going twenty. Forty seven. I feel like uh thirty five or forty seven, I feel like because like thirty five seems like too like common of Yeah, I should have thought of that before in. I just guessed forty, the perfectly I mean, Pat, round number. But, but I just like, ripped after, it. After I just, just off rip. Just off rip the forty. I want to guess 35 because I don't think he would have caught that many passes with Williams. But, like, it's too perfect of a number. And Owen's also <laughs> laughing, which is really confusing. What's the laughter me. for? Uh, obviously, the answer is 20. You should go for 20. That's a great number. Go for 20, Jason. Please I'm go gonna for go, 20. I want, I'm going to do 35. Why would you do that? It's 47. Ah, <laughs> it was too perfect of a uh, number. Yeah, come on. It. I, I thought it would be obvious when I did 40, he did do 35, and 20, and then 47. But you also might have been trying to reverse psychology yeah. us. You never I, know with that one. I was like, All right. Okay, well, so, so next question. Um, right now it is 2 to 0. So this could go into you know, a bonus round. Could. Could. If, I, if I choke. What is A.J. Brown's first and last name? Aiden Jr. Brown? <laughs> Jesus, it's definitely You put the J as Junior? Oh my god. That's not how Junior works, Owen. They don't do it that way. Yeah, I have no clue what his name is, but it's definitely not Aiden Jr. I want it to be Aiden Jr. Brown so badly now. Uh, Anthony Brown? Arthur Brown? Or Adam Brown? First and last. Yeah. Anthony Brown. No. No? Is it Arthur? It is. Yes. It is. I had Arthur? a feeling it was Anthony. It's Arthur, yeah. I thought Anthony was my first guess, but Jason took Anthony, so I was like, oh, I'll take Arthur. Well, you didn't want Aiden Jr. Brown? It's definitely not Aiden. I mean, you could have tried harder with, <laughs> with the fake J in it. What's his J initial? Um, I'm not positive. I don't uh, think it, I don't, there might not be a J initial. Why? So you just put Junior for the Aiden one? I mean, hey, almost threw you guys off. Uh, no. All right. <laughs> I'm all confused. Arthur, really? Arthur, yeah. I do. I, I assumed you'd have some like random name. I mean, that's why it's in here because it, was, mm-hmm. it threw me off when I read it. That's tough. Yeah. Okay. Well, even though Jason did lose, sadness. Um, we're tied up four four. We, we we have this last question though. Okay. <laughs> How old is Brandon Cooks? Oh. Oh, it's a good thing I didn't look this up because I looked up Emmanuel Sanders' age. Oh I really? Got, bad I got a fifty-fifty. Is this just a straight number guess? Oh, I'm gonna give you. Um, oh, okay. You're gonna give us ages. Twenty-one. <laughs> Buddy, bro, just, it's like he's Aiden Junior to again. Teens. <laughs> Twenty-four. Oh, I mean, still, come on. Twenty-eight. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Yeah, he's twenty-seven. Okay. Oh, either twenty-seven, or twenty-eight. I so. know the twenty-one. I you, to, <laughs> I was down between even the twenty-four and twenty-seven. Was a and I was, so once you said, I have a three to one. That's respectable, yeah. Jason. You know, you didn't get shut out like I have before. Yeah. You know, it's unfortunate. We'll, we'll take it. Yeah, what are you gonna do? 
Can't win them all. But I mean, just saying, me and Jason back tied, and that's a good place to be. I'm I'm happy at this place. Probably should have knocked in sooner on the first two. Once I'm yeah, Jason kind of gave me a few gimmies with the the late knocks, but that's okay. Yeah, you know that's that's what you get. So we'll come <laughs> back next time. Four to four. You know, all we my will... fans are hyped for me today. There'll be day. another good quiz next next episode that yeah, hopefully um, Jason can step up in. I hope you guys enjoyed us sharing oh, how our, you won? our biggest draft steals. Okay, we, yes. we can get How many have I administered? Okay. All of them. But yes, thank you for listening to this amazing podcast. As always, share it to the family, the friends, friends the family friends, cousins, family friends. and the friends' families. Just right. everyone. Just everyone. Neighbors. Have a good one. See you next week. See you next week. That is true. <laughs>